Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. Series 6, Episode 5. I'm your host, Jazz Wilson, and Tom Hazelden is over in the other studio and will be here with us later. But first, thank you for listening. If you're new, welcome. If you're an old listener, welcome back. I just want to uh, give you a little fact. As people may know, I do like a good fact. And uh, here's one I found the other day. About the phrase, break a leg. So this theatrical expression originated in the 1800s when uh, the vaudeville days were on. Producers would have on standby as many different acts as possible to fill the bill. It was not viable to pay every act. So if they didn't actually appear on stage or get to break the visual plane of the leg line or the wings, they received no fee. So basically, if you didn't go on, you didn't get paid. Break a leg became a good luck wish that you would be paid for a performance. Interesting. So, if people in Amdram aren't getting paid, should we actually say, break a leg to them? Something for you to think about. Let me know your thoughts on our socials, or you can email me, it's all an act at outlook.com. I want to know what you think, because I think everyone says break a leg, but you don't necessarily need to say it. I know that people don't say good luck because of superstitions and people think it brings them bad luck. But I thought going the other way was very interesting. So do get in touch. Let me know what you think. Now it's time to go over to Tom. And uh, it's a bit different this week from him. I believe Tom saw a show. Tom, please take it away. Hello and welcome back to the movie musicals segment. Well, actually, we're having a little bit of a change of plans today um, because I did say that I was going to review a film in the last episode and I can't remember what film that was because I haven't watched it. Uh, And the reason I haven't watched it is because today I'm going to be reviewing Andrew Lloyd Webber's new musical Cinderella. So uh, it's not the movie musical segment today. It's just the musicals segment, which is basically the whole podcast anyway. Um, But anyway, whatever film I said I was going to review in the last step, which you'll know what it is if you listen to that episode, we'll be doing that in the next episode instead. Um, This was a little kind of spontaneous trip. So um, yeah, hence hence why why this this is a sort of little surprise unplanned episode. So um, yeah, I went to see Andrew Lloyd Webber's new musical Cinderella. And going into it, I was slightly sceptical. I think I'd spoken about this on the show before briefly when I watched the Amazon Prime film version of Cinderella. Because part of me is just like, what? why do we need another Cinderella story? It's Cinderella's been done to death to the point where it's, you know, it's kind of a little bit boring. So I was a bit like, okay, well, I wonder what the, the impulse was to do another Cinderella story. 
so I was a bit skeptical going in. I'll be completely honest with you. Um, but I gotta say, I I had I had a good time. I had fun. Um, if you haven't seen any of the casting or, or like advertisement for it, uh, the premise is that it's it's Cinderella, but the twist is that it's 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 bad Cinderella. So she's sort of not well. At least it's advertised that she she's not kind of. I guess she doesn't like conform to a lot of stuff. It seems a little bit gothic, um, very clearly aimed at like a, a, a younger audience, predominantly teenage, I think. Um, and Carrie Hope Fletcher is playing Cinderella. So basically the, the, the musical was written, I think, kind of for her. I It feels like Andrew Lloyd Webber was like, I want to work with Carrie Hope Fletcher. I want her in one of my shows. So, um, yeah. Anyway, let's let's talk about the the actual plot of the show. So obviously, you all know Cinderella. There's a slight twist, um, which is that obviously I should say before we get into it, spoilers if you haven't seen the show. Um, but there's there's a couple of things like, for example, Cinderella is not kind of as bad as I I thought she was going to be. Um, and the reason for that is because um, the the whole of the the town that they're from, I think it's called Belleville, uh, are this kind of perfect town. It's a bit like Duloc, if you've seen Shrek or Shrek the Musical. Um, everything is is kind of perfect. All the people are perfect, and Cinderella is not. She doesn't like to kind of fit into that sort of society. Uh, so. It's it's interesting because I thought the premise of Bad Cinderella is is something that, as far as I know, hasn't been done. But it it felt a bit like she wasn't really all that bad. What what they kind of did was they flipped it and made all the people horrible instead of Cinderella. So I think I was a little bit disappointed with that. I would I'd really like that to have been something they played with a bit more the idea of Cinderella actually being bad instead of what it feels like is her just kind of wearing black and and makeup and yeah and and, and it feels a bit strange um having said that I think Carrie Hope Fletcher was was really good I think it's the best casting I've seen her in in the West End bearing in mind I hadn't seen her in Les Mis though so take that with a pinch of salt but um it certainly feels like a similar audience to the audience that Heathers was trying to bring in. But Cinderella seems maybe slightly more appropriate for that audience. I think that some of the issues they handled, they handled better. Not all of them, which I will get on to. Um, but anyway, yeah, so so I think Carrie Hope Fletcher was, was cool. She was really good. Um, there's uh, Rebecca Trian. I I think I'm pronouncing her name right, but I could be pronouncing it wrong. I'm really sorry. She plays the Queen. Um, I know I've seen her in a few productions at the Watermill Theatre, and she's fantastic. She was really really good. Um, and then there was Victoria Hamilton Barrett, who played the stepmother. She was also fantastic. They were really really good. They kind of stole the show, to be honest. Then there's uh, a guy called I th I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing this wrong again, Ivano Turco. Uh, who plays Prince Sebastian, who is essentially the Prince Charming of this play. There is a Prince Charming, but it's not who Cinderella falls in love with, because they're, they're kind of playing a little bit with um, expectation. So, 
Yeah, and he very interestingly was um, training at Erdang, and uh, they kind of found him and yanked him out of training because they liked him. So hats off to him. He was he was pretty cool. Um, he felt he did feel very young. I'm not going to lie, but I think it was it kind of worked for the character. I think that's that's probably what they were looking for. Um, and then there was also Georgina Castle and Laura Baldwin, who we've spoken about on the show before, and we think is great as the stepsisters. Um, yeah, the stepsisters were cool. I, I don't think there, there was a huge amount added to them that that was kind of new or different from what you would expect from Cinderella's stepsisters. But they were really, really good at uh, at playing playing them and. Yeah, I I think they they were they were funny and they were they were cool to have on stage. Um the set for for the show is kind of like this like a, a you've probably seen photos but it's like sort of a, a statue and a couple of like almost they look like storybook kind of buildings which is cool it's used quite well. Um the costumes are incredible. They're really really cool. Um and I think they work really well together. And also something about the staging that there's this big ballroom scene uh, at the start of Act Two, and the whole of the bottom auditorium rotates round. So if you're sat in the front few rows in the auditorium, um, be prepared to to literally be moved. It's very cool. Um, anyway, one thing I really want to talk about just quickly is that the the transformation Cinderella undergoes is. Instead of, you know, the, the the usual kind of transformation by a fairy godmother, the fairy godmother in this is a plastic surgeon, and she gives her plastic surgery. Um, and while I think that's an interesting way of doing it, and they, they did kind of say in the play that she doesn't really need it, and the, the prince liked her without it, and it was all kind of pointless... I personally feel like they didn't make enough of a point about that being not necessarily the right thing to do. Not that there's anything wrong with getting plastic surgery, but it, it didn't seem like they made enough of a point about it. For my taste, considering the age and demographic that this show brings in, and I think... It, in terms of writing, they, they just could have made a bigger thing out of like, you don't need to get plastic surgery for a boy. But it felt a little bit like that's that, that they kind of glossed over that. Um, but, you know, take that with a pinch of salt, because I, I'm not I'm not 100 percent sure how I feel on that. I just thought it, it was interesting. Um, there's some good music. There's also some songs that were quite boring. I'm not going to lie, but a lot of it was was fun and it felt. In, in general, it felt a bit like a panto, the whole thing. So I think it, it's it's kind of good that they lean into that. And um, I think it, it was fun. It, it, it did really, really feel like a pantomime. And I'm, I'm not sure that that's what I was expecting, but I think it, it's one of those shows that kind of knows what it is and it is okay with that. And I'm not going to lie, I don't think it will be there for a huge amount of time. But it's a fun show, and if you've got young kids, they will love it. And if you love Panto, you will enjoy it. Just know that going into it, it's basically an all-year-round pantomime. Anyway, 
Um, thanks for listening to this episode, or at least this segment, I suppose. And whatever film I said I was going to do this episode, which I cannot remember for the life of me right now, um, you will find next episode. Anyway, have a good day, everyone. Goodbye. Thank you, Tom. Wonderful. Great review there of Cinderella. And as I promised in the last episode, I'm bringing back an oldie, but a goldie. It is time for... News and Social. Whoop, whoop. It is News and Social. And it's it's very short. It's almost like a bite-sized News and Social. So I have a show that is being performed between this episode that you're listening to now and the next episode that comes out in two weeks' time. And it is Robin Hood and the Silver Arrow by Bishop Stoke Players. It is a panto. Now, panto is becoming a thing at Easter as well as Christmas now, I've noticed, which I'm okay with. I enjoy panto. I like that. It's good fun. But I know it's not for everyone. This is being performed from the 31st of March to the 2nd of April, and everywhere on their post it does say new dates. I don't know what the old dates were, but these are the new dates. It's at half past seven, and they have a matinee at half past two on the Saturday. It is being performed at Durley Memorial Hall, Bishopstoke. Tickets are £8 and £6 for under-18s. If you want tickets, go to bishopstokeplayers.uk or you can email them boxoffice at bishopstokeplayers.uk Also, before our next episode comes out, we would have had the Olivier Awards. They are being performed on the 10th of April. You can follow along with those if you are listening to Magic Radio on YouTube. And also you can watch the highlights on ITV later that night. That is the 10th of April. News and social. Whoop, whoop. So finally, just before I go, I want to say thank you to those who have got in touch from the last episode about your society and the way things are going and how COVID have affected it. I appreciate you. Thank you. If anybody else does wish to get in contact and wants to come on the show, talk about their society, then please do get in touch. It's all an act at Outlook.com. And I shall be in your ears again soon. Bye. It's all ah. at podcast.